0: Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call the Advocates, 208 471 4444.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Wednesday, the ninth day of February, 2022. My name is Nick. There's Big J over there. Yeah. Let's start with saying, Big J, you were right. You were right, my man. About? Uh, I finished. Reacher last night oh good on amazon prime and it was fantastic i enjoyed it very very much and am very much looking forward to the second season of uh whatever the show is going to take over for the next book sweet uh and uh i i think they did a really good job with casting i enjoyed the way it wrapped up i thought it was very faithful to the book as you introduced me to the book series as well so i say to uh amazon prime huzzah well done well Jack, done. Jack Reacher is officially now morning after a And I i it does kind of breeze right by. It doesn't seem like it's too overly long, you know what I mean? Yeah. They definitely added some filler into it, but it still didn't feel like it was like comically long or it was like a marathon to get through or anything. It was a fairly easy watch and breezed right through it, I thought. Yep. And you can if you want to. I, I although I can't imagine doing that in one day. You? Yeah. Although you did do that one day, didn't did you? We did. We <laughs> did
0: you're talking about us watching uh, uh the entire <clears throat> you know um series of game of Thrones and like yeah, a
1: weekend I know when you, when you when you set your mind to watching something you can power watch it I guess but
0: but here's the thing I hate doing that because then you miss details and you don't I mean I' just like it's spaced out a little bit
1: yeah, I mean, I don't mind. It's difficult to say. Uh, I feel like I had some retention issues when I breezed through it, because one of the things that I did yeah. when I was recovering from my surgery, when I when I couldn't move, basically, for a weekend, was I, I, I watched all, like, season one and season two of The Witcher. Like, that's how I recuperated. I was popping pain pills, and I was watching The Witcher. Which, by the way, I, I did admit to giving up on, because I was lost in the first season as to where Easy they were. Easy to get lost. And I still sure. was on the rewatch, but once I got over that hump, it was much more enjoyable. Like, uh, once they kind of stopped doing it, and especially in the second season, I found it very, very good. And Henry Cavill, of course, is fantastic. So, it, it did take... Maybe it was the pain pills that made me more tolerant of it. I don't know. But, uh, either way, it was... I find myself having difficulty retaining details to that particular, like I remember the peaks and valleys of it and that kind of thing, but when I watch it that much Witcher in that little amount of time I have a hard it time retaining it. It a little yes. bit so yeah. So that could be part of it as well, but uh, trust me on this you don't have to binge this show, you can spread it out if you want to, although we do have a bingeable version in the podcast form, Big J which is just straight you and me mainlining right into your veins. No songs, no commercials, none of that stuff. Exactly. So make sure you check out the podcast version if you're a bingeable person. That makes a lot of sense to me. Big J has got a movie review for us today. We have a chance for you to go to our free X show with Dead Sarah. Another shot at one of those Idaho Lottery Valentine's Day prize packages coming up with the dating game in the 9 o'clock hour. Should be a fun Wednesday. Let's start with some offspring. Let's come out and play here on the morning after on the X Rocks.
0: On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
1: Well, the Idaho Department of Health and Welfare yesterday held its weekly media briefing about the COVID-19 situation here in the Gem State and officials say. Now, listen, I want to make sure I make this perfectly clear. This is about the third time they've said this, but uh, they did say that they feel like we have hit our peak in the state when it comes to the amount of cases that we are dealing with now. Uh, Officials say data is starting to trend down in the state in regard to daily cases. But listen, we're still incredibly high compared to where things were at the start of the pandemic. Because we're looking, uh, we're about a month away from this being a two-year thing. And Idaho has seen the daily case numbers surge over the last couple of weeks. It's the highest they've ever been since the the first case was confirmed way back in March of 2020, believe it or not. And on Monday... There were uh, 1,900 reported cases, 17 new deaths in Idaho. And since the start of the pandemic, we're up to almost 400,000 total confirmed and probable cases, according to the tracking information that the state has. But you're starting to see a downward trend. The case numbers are still crazy high, but they're going down. And so that's why they think we've hit our peak. But again, this is the third time they've invoked the peak kind of stuff. It's like it comes and it goes is what we're trying to say. And it appears to be in the receding side of things, which is good, better than, you know, the other way around. But I remind you that it's still not going anywhere. The uh, IDHW also took time to talk about the amount of cases, encourage people to get vaccinated, the usual stuff that they've been doing. But I suppose it's nice when you hear we've hit our peak. Hopefully it stays that way. But it's a good opportunity to remind you to take care of each other and yourselves and make sure you are doing things the way that you want them to be done, regardless of what is going on. Hey, we had an upset in the basketball world last night. Number one Auburn went down, Big J. Uh, an unranked Arkansas team took them down, 80-76 to 76 in overtime last night. 28 points for Node, the uh, guard for Arkansas, which made 11-14 uh, free throws in the final 152 of overtime, which seems like a lot of fouls being called. But we, of course, had a... Uh, Storm the court moment, baby, because it snapped Auburn's 19-game win streak. First time Arkansas beating a number one ranked team since 1984, Big J, back when you were still in short pants. Damn, I was. Against a North Carolina team coached by Dean Smith. It's going to do it for Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards. There was a time where he was... Invoked in a trade, possibly for Ben Simmons. That's not going to happen. He is going to have to have surgery to repair a torn ligament in his wrist, and that's going to do it for the rest of the season. Of course, uh, probably the biggest star in the Wizards. He was injured in the third quarter of the uh, Washington game against Memphis on January 29th. So he'd averaged about 23 points a game this season. Pretty good at what he does, but that's going to do it for him. So I don't think you're going to see Simmons to Washington. Big J, I don't know. Are you excited about the Kirk Hammett solo project? I mean, no, not really. How come? I don't know. I'm a jerk. Uh, It is called Portals. It'll be available on April 23rd. That is record store day, in case you're curious. Uh, It's an EP that'll feature four instrumental songs. It'll be available across digital platforms, and then you can grab the vinyl EP, uh, a special edition of it on Record Store Day, which also includes a download card. Uh, Apparently, Portals was located in multiple uh, different studios from Los Angeles to Paris to Hawaii, and Hammett said, quote, This music was created in what I described as an audio-cinematic approach. There's supposed to be soundtracks to the movies in your mind, which sounds right up your alley, dude. What's going on? I I, I know.
0: I I, here's the thing: is that uh, I try not to get excited about these side things that the band does because sometimes they don't turn out great. You're talking about Lulu, of course. Yeah. So uh, I'm cautious. Let's put it that way. I'll listen, but I'm not getting freaked out. I'm not putting pre-orders in and that kind of thing.
1: Well, this isn't in, in in the defense of Kirk Hammett. This is not like some weird collaboration. This is just him busting out some instrumental guitar music. So. I'm not sure how heavy it's going to be. That's where I feel like maybe you should prepare yourselves as as somebody that could be a Metallica fan. You're like, whoa, man, maybe this is going to be super hard. Man, maybe there could be, but I feel like this is going to be more kind of atmospheric, if that makes sense. But we'll see. We're going to get a a, a sample of it probably a little bit before April 23rd, but that's when the whole thing comes out. So get ready. That is Bush. That is everything Zen here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. Happy National Pizza Day to you, Big J. Oh, National Pizza Day today? It's not, yes, it's not like we need a reason to have pizza uh, because it feels like every day's National Pizza Day would really boil down to it. Oh, yeah. But- Uh, but today is the official day because everything has to have an official day and nothing unites us uh, outside of our love for pizza Uh, nothing like the fact that we all hate a particular something on pizza and uh, I'm not sure this should surprise you but the most hated pizza toppings have come out and number one is number one with a bullet and nothing's anywhere close and if I told you that it was anchovies it probably wouldn't surprise you would?
0: yeah it would it would? Yeah, I thought pineapple would be number one on that. Pineapple, Ugh. pineapple comes in at number uh,
1: five. Should be number one. The See, bullet. See, I, I while I'm not a huge fan of it. I've had some ridiculously delicious Hawaiian pizzas, and I've had some really awful Hawaiian you, pizzas. You've had some good flatbread. I don't know what it is, but it ain't pizza. Uh, well, no, I mean, I'm in that
0: category. Wh- what do you mean? who won't consider something with pineapple on it pizza because it's
1: fruit that's right. Well, despite the fact that it's got the other, like it's got cheese on it and it's got it's got pineapple, doesn't it? Yeah, but the, how does that make it? Doesn't it make it a pizza? Listen,
0: you're either uh, pineapple it should go on pizza or you're not.
1: Uh, well, like I said, I could take or leave it. I'm not. I'm not super passionate about it. I, I'm never gonna order it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. That's not gonna happen for me because I like other toppings too much. But I have had really good Hawaiian pizza when I thought I was going to hate it because the first couple of Hawaiian pizzas I've had were awful and I had no interest in it. And then I tried one and I'm pretty sure it was here during an X session. Somebody had dropped one off and I thought it was absolutely delicious. And then I've tried to find a good place and now I can't remember where we got it from and I haven't been able to replicate it. So I've basically given up. But I'm not like I'm not one of those like you. I don't think that it... it, uh, it makes it some sort of awful thing. Whether now, if it's your favorite thing, we've got some issues. But again, I could take or leave it.
0: Anchovies, though, is is off-putting. I mean, it's a yeah. little fish, and they're
1: you know? hairy, and it's just it, it's it. Yeah. I don't like the fishy the, the, taste. The, it, the
0: flavoring, maybe, like the uh, I mean, anchovy goes in a lot of stuff that you don't know, and it's delightful and
1: delicious. But I mean, seeing that little thing, uh uh-uh. uh yeah. Uh, eggplant comes in at number two. Why would you do that? Artichokes come in at number three. Whoa. Broccoli comes in at number four. Whoa! And pine. Well, I mean that that may- There's a lot of like chicken and broccoli kind of pizza with white sauce. That kind of thing. That those are those are the kind of pizzas that I think that's where you find broccoli on. And then pineapple comes in at number five. Is there anything that you enjoy on your pizza that you didn't? Like, has your taste or change kind of evolved over the years, or have yeah? You well, I
0: mean, for for forever, jalapenos like cooked like like with the pizza is delicious to me.
1: Yeah, but that, that I'm guessing it's always been that way for you. Not
0: always, no. but I mean, it's certainly something I enjoy.
1: You do like, well, you like spicy thing. stuff, yeah. so having a little bit of kick on your pizza is fine. I have come like when I was I don't know in my 20s and 30s and stuff like that. I. I was just like, give me the meat pizza, you know? Pile as much meat on there as possible. I'll get the meat lovers, whatever. I have uh, become a big fan of of vegetables of any kind on my pizza. Like, I love onions on my pizza now. I love uh, green peppers or even yellow peppers or red peppers on my pizza now. I never used to enjoy that kind of Well, this is the
0: only time you can enjoy tomato. (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: true. The, right. the sauce is yeah. also very, very good. And so, yeah, I, I have, uh, I have evolved in my taste a little bit. Now, my pizzas have become more expensive because I usually get more toppings on it with vegetables and stuff. But I feel like my pizza choices have become healthier although still it's not the healthiest pizza that's for sure yeah Uh, but happy national pizza day i wish i knew this was coming i had pizza with the kids over the weekend so now i'm not in a pizza oh yeah you can't have pizza more than once a week not once a week but not so soon i I don't want to have a whole new pizza and plus it's just me don't
0: even talk to me about that you're the guy who keeps in his fridge leftover frozen pizza it's true i do and there's something wrong with that, and well, you shouldn't have an opinion on pizza at all. Really, it doesn't make any. But to- I mean, what do you want me? To, you want
1: me to chuck it away? I eat can't all. eat a whole
0: pizza by myself. Oh, come on! Even the the, the, the
1: biggest frozen pizzas are like small. No, but I that I still can't. I, I think I have a mental hurdle finishing a whole pizza by myself. I feel like that might be rock bottom, and so you I don't want to hit that. Tostinos pizza? I would never eat a Tostinos pizza. That oh, to man, me is those, disgusting. It's pretty delicious. I l- there's crispy. there's like, in, in the echelon of frozen pizza, at the top of the list for me is a Newman's Own. Give me a Newman's Own Supreme frozen pizza. That to me is the, the epitome of frozen pizza. And then everything else kind of knocked itself Listen, down below. I couldn't that.
0: believe when you told me that it was leftover frozen pizza that you had eat,
1: i got you sick I, I did i did get sick and i me. was like what the hell are you doing but over I, there I, I i save all frozen. i mean unless i had again i guess unless i had the kids and we can knock out a pizza because there's three of us but me by myself i can i can't eat a whole frozen pizza by myself again that just but reaches Ian, a sadness to me i, that I, I understand
0: that and i, and I would uh, sure that's happened to me before but i wouldn't keep it i would
1: toss it really I, I but i also can't bring myself to throw away half a pizza you know, I can't do that. And it's usually fine. My- Listen, the fact that I got sick from reheating frozen pizza is because I did it three days later. It wasn't because I did it the next day, which is usually what happens. I mean, I've got I've got decades of reheating frozen pizza that's been fine. It's decades it's th- of it- lunacy. I-, I know, but see, to me, you reheat fast food, and that t- in a microwave, and that well, to me is not bananas. Anymore. well yeah that's because you had an incident but we're on the same page here of how crazy that is but yeah no i can't do a whole pizza by myself sorry everybody morning after with nick and big j there's your pizza day update coming up we got a movie review courtesy of big j that's next on the Of chains down in a hole here on the morning after with Nick and big J yesterday right around this time you guys selected a movie called small engine repair for big J to partake in on Hulu as part of streaming dumbass and you watched it big J so now it's movie review time
0: yeah it's uh it's a uh, it's an indie flavor movie if you uh, want to go that route it stars John Bernthal as Swaino. Uh, you've got Shay Wigham as Packy, and then uh, John Polano as frank why you laugh i don't like know Paki. uh it
1: just Shay seems like a packy looking dude that's all yeah I'm that's saying. right he can play a packy
0: he uh he's phenomenal in this movie but really it's just a movie about uh, guys who uh, own a uh, small engine repair shop okay. that's it. nothing huh. to it weird no really it's more about uh these guys friendship uh and it's you know starts out when they're younger and then uh frank ends up going to prison and so the uh packy and and swaino kind of take care of his daughter uh, Crystal uh, until he gets out of prison, and then uh, you know they continue to be you know friends. And uh, Crystal grows up, and she wants to go to college to UCLA. She goes off to college, and you know Frank has had some problems with drinking and the fighting. That's kind of what got him into prison, uh, and he kind of slips back into that. And uh, an incident occurs, and this is kind of one of those modern situations where um, you know the the daughter she she ends up uh, having some uh, some pictures of her going viral. And it's embarrassing, and she attempts suicide. Okay, and so she's in a coma, and um, and so the, the these guys are pretty devastated. But and, and Frank, kind of, uh, it never really tells you that he finds out, but he finds out who was responsible for that, and and tries to get a little revenge, and drags his uh, best buddies in to help him, uh, and uh, they. That's where the real kind of edgy drama part of this movie comes in. Is what are they going to do with this guy? And uh, that's what you have in this movie, and it, some pretty intense. Stuff, but also some laughs because so I, I would call this kind of a dark comedy ish, if you will. Okay, and you know, there's the those ins and outs of friendship, and you know, how far you're willing to go for your friends. Beautiful, uh, it takes place in modern day. Yeah, modern day. Okay. Does it take place somewhere like the small East Coast? Town. Small town. Yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. Okay. I mean, these guys have got uh, the towny the
1: accents. So is she off to UCLA when this happens or does this happen before she heads off to college? No, when she's at college. Okay. So they have to travel across the country to go take care of business? No. Oh. No. It's all home where it all takes place yeah. in their own backyard. Yeah. Despite the fact that she's thousands of miles yep, away. exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and is it any good? Yeah. I mean, it's great.
0: It is. It actually is. Uh, it, it's. It gets a little long in the tooth. Obviously, it's. Uh. Uh. What, it's about uh, an hour and forty-one minutes, and so uh, it does get a little long in the tooth. But you know, uh, there there really comes that that edgy part, and you know, a couple grunts from John Bernthal. Just a couple. So two, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I thought the grunt would be higher, to be perfectly honest, but. Sounds like it's Big J approved. Yep, approved. You guys have been knocking it out of the park for Big J yeah, so thanks. far. I mean, this or is the best decision st- we ever made. <laughs> streaming dumbass. When you guys sister- suck. <laughs> when, when the, the uh, decision's put in your hands, Big J, you don't do a very good job, but uh, when it's done in the uh, listeners' hands, they take care of you, which is always very Well, nice. you
0: know, I may have tried to do my best to, to get some crappy movies just for entertainment purposes, but whatever.
1: You got yourself a little bit of fun in the small engine repair. It's Sounds like it's Big J approved. Approved. There you go. Check it out. It's on Hulu if you want to watch it.
0: the morning after with Nick and Big J.
1: Well, Big J not necessarily here in the state of Idaho, but pretty much everywhere else. Gambling's a pretty big thing, Big J. Yeah. And the American Gaming Association says that about 31 and a half million Americans are going to play some sort of bet. On the Super Bowl game coming up this Sunday, the group forecast that about 7.6 billion dollars will be wagered on this particular game. Those making bets include those making, you know, just casual wagers with friends or relatives, but there's office pools, there's wagers with licensed sports books, there's bets placed with illegal bookmakers, all sorts of stuff. And so the head of the AGA thinks that this is probably certainly with the legalization of sports betting in a lot of places going to be the most money ever gambled on a particular game at any point now that record should probably be broken moving forward as more states legalize it but it is a pretty big deal if you've got 7.6 billion dollars just in america just on one game that means that gambling is a pretty big deal agree or disagree i'd
0: say so yeah
1: uh and the nfl is leaning into it they have for a while they've teamed up with several particular you know be it one-day fantasy sports leagues or particular places that you can go to place bets, they've got no problem with it. That's because, well, in a lot of places in a lot of states that have teams that they're in, gambling is legal, especially sports gambling. It's places like, you know, Arizona and North Carolina and Washington and Wisconsin, and they all just legalize sports gambling. Even Wyoming dig, bitch, We're really on the outside looking in here. Yikes. Uh, so uh, hopefully if you are the one that is uh, placing a casual bet, it's not something that's too ridiculous and you know you don't have a gambling problem. And by the way, I think if you gambled on the Pro Bowl last weekend, you have a gambling problem. Those little like kind of disclaimers at the end of the yeah. commercials, they're talking about you.
0: Yep. <laughs> so
1: try to get some help, but if you can do so, have some fun with it and hopefully you come out on top. But don't be you know, gambling away the kids' college funds or anything like that. Bradley Beal's done for the season. He's going to need surgery to repair a torn ligament in his wrist. The Washington Wizards star guard ended up injuring himself on January 29th, but that's going to do it for the season for him. He had been rumored in a couple of trades, but the trade deadline is tomorrow afternoon, and nobody really, nobody's going to trade for somebody with a torn wrist, wrist ligament. So he's probably going to be uh, shelved for the rest of the season. Yesterday morning, the Academy Award nominations came out for the 94th Annual Awards, and Jane Champion's uh, The Power of the Dog ended up leading the list with 12 nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director. It's the first time she has been nominated for Best Director, and the, uh, excuse me, the second time, it's the uh, first time ever in the history of the Academy Awards for a woman to get a Best Director nod twice So we'll see what ends up happening there. I've Seen It is on Netflix, The Power of the Dog. It's a slow burn, but it's a pretty damn good movie. I mean, the performances in it are crazy. The fact that it takes place, you know, in the before times in the wild, wild west kind of a deal makes it a little bit more of a pacing thing. The before times? Yeah, you know, before the internet where things were, you know, where people like whittled to pass the time. That's the kind of stuff that's happening in The Power of the Dog. And it's a slow, like I said, it's a slow movie, but it's actually packed with really good performances. It wouldn't surprise me if it won a bunch. Uh, Dune follows with 10 nominations, including Best Picture, but no Best Director not. Which is pretty interesting. West Side Story, Belfast each have seven nominations. King Richard has six. All three titles are included in the Best Picture category. Denzel Washington picks up his 10th nomination for Best Actor. He picked it up for The Tragedy of Macbeth, breaking his own record. Uh, Judy Dench ends up getting her eighth Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress. Kristen Stewart gives her first uh, uh, Oscar nomination. We also get uh, the first Oscar nomination for uh, Ariana DeBose. That is one of them. Also earned hers for best supporting actress for west side story kirsten Dunst gets her first academy award nomination many were surprised that lady gaga didn't get in but she didn't Leo dicaprio got snubbed for don't look up even though that one got four nominations including best picture so we'll see what happens come the end of next month when they got themselves the broadcast for the oscars although they said they still they're gonna have a host we still don't know who it is it's been a while since leo struck out there on, on getting
0: a nomination What do you mean? It seems that he's always nominated for anything that he does.
1: Well, I think uh, the last time he was nominated was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Um, but... This is only a couple years ago, right? Yeah, yeah, but he's made a couple movies since then. But uh, I didn't really see him in the conversation for Best Actor. I'm not sure. I mean, I definitely saw Lady Gaga in the conversation, but I think I probably would have been surprised had he knocked home on it, mostly because they don't really give Academy Award nominations for comedic roles, and that's what this is. The Leonardo DiCaprio Don't Look Up role is definitely that. So I I don't think I was expecting it, but uh, who knows? Maybe he was. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. (laughs) Nick and Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. We have established that it is National Pizza Day. Yes, Big J? Yeah, man. That is now canon in the show's history. Yes. And so today we go to Sellersville, Pennsylvania for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it's perfect because it revolves exclusively around a pizzeria there in Sellersville, a place that's been open for 35 years. It's called oh, Chiaro's man. Pizza and Restaurant, man. And uh, I, I, even though maybe you don't check the mail on a regular basis, I'm sure you're familiar with, uh, I guess, the, the local equivalent to the penny saver. Which is basically a flyer that gets mailed out uh, bi-monthly kind of a thing. And it's got a bunch of different coupons to different local businesses that you can use or throw away or whatever. You're familiar with the concept, yes? Yeah. And so Charo's decided that after a fairly long time and kind of bouncing back from the pandemic, it was time to take out a full-page ad in one of those bad boys and include some coupons, see if they can't drum up some business around the Sellersville area. You understand? Yeah, I get that. But this is where I have to pause and say, guys, if you have parents or grandparents that are in the the business of things, that have been running things for 35 years, 40 years, help them out a little bit. You don't have to ask for some money, but, you know, just help them if they're looking for a little bit, because there's a whole new world out there that these poor people are not familiar with. And then it would avoid situations like this, because... They decided to use, you know, kind of like a photo buying service where you buy a couple of photos off the Internet that you can license and use in advertisements and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's what they did. And they, they basically took a, uh, an actual professional photograph of their pizza and then they coupled it with a photograph that they licensed and bought offline of a cappuccino and put it in a full page ad. Well, cappuccino. Big J, in in the the image that they bought, they didn't know included a very vulgar meme that has been going around for a while. Basically, inside the foam of the cappuccino uh, was this image of uh, a fully nude man sitting on a bed. Are you familiar with the meme? No, I have not seen it. I bet you have. Yeah, no. I'll, I'll I'll I'll. It's it's very it's been hard to avoid. It's a very large man who is very nude, very much on a bed. And uh, and it's right there in the cappuccino foam. And, you know, their, their, their 35-year-old eyes that have been in business for a very long time weren't trained to look for that kind of stuff. And it didn't take long for the ad to go viral because it's, it's you know, not only did they miss it, but also the printing press missed it. The people that put together the penny saver there in Pennsylvania well, missed it. Maybe it's
0: not that obvious.
1: Well, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I guess is my point. And I think you have to be of a certain age to know what this particular thing is and to look for it and go, oh, my God, there it is in the cappuccino foam." But it's there. There's no doubt about it. But it was only a matter of time before somebody caught it and, of course, went viral because of it. So now the business that's been open for 35 years has been forced to apologize because they essentially have a a fully nude man in their ad that they have put out. To uh, a mailer that went out to a bunch of houses. This
0: is mission accomplished.
1: (laughs) I was going to say it is advertising that money cannot buy. Yeah, but it's—I'm sure it's not the message that the family restaurant wanted to get out there and put out. But uh, I do not know. They have not said. The story does not say if actually the ad did help drum up business. The story is more about how the pizzeria has had to issue a very big mea culpa and an apology to the community. They feel terrible about it. And people are upset because yes, again, it's it's a fully nude man. So, you can understand them not wanting to get that in the mail from time to time. Right, Big J? It's like you don't want those DMs popping up in your Yeah, Instagram. no. No, thank you. So... You can understand how they did it, but I do believe it was a full accident because, again, these these people have been in business for 35 years. The business owners are, are 65 and 69 years old, respectfully. I don't think they were trying to do this on purpose to try okay. to drum up some, some business. But, nevertheless, it's hilarious, and hopefully it helps out. They are saying that they hope that this becomes what they call a happy accident, where it actually helps lead to some additional business, and maybe just maybe it will. But... Get a set of younger eyes on your advertisements if you are just buying stuff off the internet business owners across the Treasure Valley. Especially if you're out of the loop. That way, fully nude men don't end up on your advertisements when you don't want that to be. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story. It is the (coughs) X-Rock. Buddy Holly, that is Weezer here on the morning after with a Big J at 100.3 The X Rocks. We all know we have a big football game coming up this weekend. and It seems like every fan base has to try something to be as weird as possible. And now we have something that Bengals fans across the country that are doing that I'm sorry, guys. I, I want you to have as much fun as possible. I like that you want to support the team. I, however, cannot get behind this at all. Uh, If you have ever been to Cincinnati, one of the things, and maybe you don't even have to have been to Cincinnati, but maybe you've heard of it. It's called Cincinnati Chili, right? Skyline Chili is a huge deal in Cincinnati. They are pretty much on every other block. It's the equivalent of, like, their local McDonald's there. They are everywhere. And it's a dish that they specialize in called Cincinnati Chili. And uh, it's not spaghetti, and it's not chili, and it's not good. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it, it's if you've had it, it, it certainly is an acquired taste. I know people that absolutely love this stuff, and, and I don't know how what's, they do it. What's wrong with them this is my yeah, question when yeah, I meet them. It's a great question. I don't. I don't have an answer for it. But they. It's. It's sweet, it's got a cinnamony aftertaste, it's piled with cheese, it's very thin and watery, the sauce. It's not very chili-esque based. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's it's a little bit too... Br- I, I don't know how to well, explain it. Well, it. it's a chili sauce, I would say, like you would get on a hot dog. Yeah, but it's not, because it doesn't have that same taste to
0: it. No, it, no, no, or no, consistency. no, I think the consistency for it is definitely that. See, I think it's
1: too watery for that.
0: No, I mean, I, I think that a traditional... Uh, I think it would be called the traditional chili sauce, to be honest with you. But uh, as someone who, you know, you'd said this to me for years, and I'm like, oh, one, you know, one day you I'll wanted try, to try it. it. so I uh, went to Cincinnati for work uh, doing a leadership thing, and uh, I didn't go into a Skyline Chili. I had it Uber Eats to the hotel because it was late at night. So and it's I'm like, hey, older. I'll try this. Yeah. Yeah. And it was disgusting. I mean, I was so utterly disappointed in two reasons. One, that it was that gross, and B, that you were right. And so, uh, I, I and, and I'm appealed to the other parts of the Cincinnati chili trope. I mean, the, the three-way, the four-way, I don't mind that. The beans, and then sometimes the, che- uh, the cheese is very appealing to me. But all of that said, it, the chili is so just, it's not chili, and no. it's not... It doesn't taste like it looks like it should. Right, and that's what's off-putting to me. Because it's like sweet, right? It's that's what it is. very sweet. Yeah, it's, and that's
1: that's what that's what throws me off. And, too.
0: and so, yeah, a little cinnamon might might be nice, but they're putting in too uh, much. You know. Oodles of cinnamon—it's it's too much. The worst thing
1: I've ever tasted. And, and it's also like, uh, to me, uh, I'm not uh, like I'm not like a, a full-blown like uh, how dare you kind of Italian, but it's weird to have it on pasta as well. I don't know why it just doesn't mesh well with me. But either way, it's hugely popular in Cincinnati. And one of the things that they're doing is Skyline Chili has become so popular that they're able to can their chili and sell it all over the country, which I believe is how I gave you uh, a can of Cincinnati chili when I found it in Cincinnati. I bought a can of Skyline. chili that you can reheat at home basically and have it there it's not the same but it's just as gross but fans across the country are, are basically shotgunning these cans of skyline chili and chugging them like they're like cans of beer they come in like the pop top soup cans and they just chug them down their stupid throats and that's how they're showing their support for their football team. And Jesus. so, I mean, as somebody that knows what that tastes like, it, it grosses me out. But I think it would gross me out no matter what. If it was any yeah. kind of super it chilly, was, irregular If it was chilly, <laughs> Formel, yes, it would still be gross. It would be gross. or whatever. I mean, it would just be, ugh. So I don't know why they're doing I mean, I know why they're doing it, because Cincinnati Chili's a thing and Skyline's a thing, and they're trying to be, I guess, start something. But I- I'm not sure where this whole thing started, where as a fan of a team you have to do something as dumb as possible in order to show your support. But it- it's catching fire, and this is-, this is bad news. I can't imagine that's working out in their digestive tracts that great either. But... Uh, if you're a Cincinnati fan, you do not have to chug the Skyline Chili, but apparently it is a thing, and it is disgusting. And if
0: you are a Skyline Chili fan, you're disgusting. It's pretty
1: gross. Morning I still after. Like you mostly with Nick and Big J coming up in a few minutes. We got some important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. <laughs> a morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, we are five days in, and one thing is clear. At least the United States of America could give a rat's ass about the Olympics, my friend. The ratings through the first five nights of the telecast that run through Peacock, NBC, USA Network, streaming services, including the opening ceremony, averaged about 12.8 million viewers. Now, that is less than half of what the average has been for the Winter Olympics back in 2018. So the ratings are the lowest ever in Winter Olympics history. Was a brief uh, increase in viewership on Saturday and Sunday nights, but those ratings were still down more than half compared to 2018, the last time we had Winter Olympics around. And listen, don't forget that back in 2018, those ratings were considered poor as well, and now we're half of them, which is incredible. Now there's a a lot of things that you can blame it on. You can blame it on the, you know, Relations between the US and China, and people don't want to tune in because the Olympics are in Beijing, but uh, I mean, that's a weird line to, I <laughs> to, want tell. to. There's also a lack of buzz coming into the games, and the fact that the United States has not exactly been performing well is also difficult to get everybody pumped up for it. And so now we've got Ooh, some I just real started. issues. Uh, well, yeah, that's the other part. But, uh, you know, th- th- usually, Big J, the ratings start really well with the opening ceremony and then gradually pan off. There is no, like, we're not leading up to the big stuff although the you know the couple skates and all the really big sporting events hasn't happened but you know don't forget with the hockey there's not the nhl players this year so there's that lack of star power that's yeah, involved in the sure. olympics for sure but uh, the other part of it is yes the the us is just starting to win some medals they're still on the outside looking in of the medal count russia leads the first uh, it leads the actual medals with 10 norway's got 9 austria with 8 Norway and Sweden both have four, as far as gold medals go. U.S. has seven medals overall: one gold, five silver, one bronze. With more to come. There's, uh, there's still a bunch of finals and stuff to be played. But I, I just don't think the buzz is there.
0: I just don't think that Olympic sports, the sports themselves, uh, uh, they just there aren't as many people who enjoy them anymore. Listen, it's- you know when we were kids, track and field was still a big deal. It was still cool. But man, it's been. 20 years since then... And it's just doesn't seem like those sort of sporting events are exciting to people. And, and, uh, you know, even locally, you wouldn't draw much of a crowd.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm almost uh, along the lines of this, this is this, the Olympics are suffering the same fate to me that award shows are suffering. And that is, it's not that people don't care. It's that we just get our information differently now than we have. And before when the Academy awards and the Grammys were getting ridiculously huge ratings and the Olympics were getting ridiculously, huge ratings it's when we didn't have 900 billion options for our attention when we didn't have when we were kids there were three channels dude we were watching the olympics because that was the only thing that wasn't a rerun and it was something new and different that we could watch and now that's just not the case and then you factor in the time change and the fact that the the, the results are that we could get technically 12 hours before we actually see the stuff on tv all of that stuff with the invention of social media and twitter and real-time information It has made a drastic impact on it. I don't think it has anything to do with the competition or where it is. I just think before there were less choices. And so we tuned into the Olympics because that was the only thing that was on at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning that you could watch, you know. And now you could just watch whatever you want whenever you want. And so are you going to watch a sport that you don't care about or are you going to watch The Office for the 900th time? And the answer to all of us is going to be The Office usually and so there's just more choices it's not that that these people aren't at the top of their game or doing amazing things because they are and i think that people do want americans to do well in the olympics well, and root for them but i don't think we want to sit through all of it as part of it you know especially when you can see the best of clips in a matter of seconds on twitter and you can watch the 10 seconds that you need to watch and be up to date on everything Unless you have a vested interest in it, it makes it difficult to really be along with it, especially in a bunch of sports that you don't care about. And the Winter Olympics are full of those. But it doesn't make them any less talented or less amazing. I mean, it's still the best in the world are doing what they do. It's just we got Nobody too much cares. other stuff going on. You're There's the best anything. in the world. Nobody cares. That's right. That's exactly right. Do what you do. We'll cheer you on. Just do make us watch it. Uh, I know they're rebooting everything, but I certainly did not have this show on my list of things that I thought for sure that it would get a reboot. But CBS has issued a pilot order to reboot the 90s dramedy early edition. Do you remember this at all? No. It ran from 1996 to 2000, and it was, it was, it was starring Kyle Chandler, who was the star of Friday Night Lights later on. But he was basically, uh, he got the early edition of the paper. He got the newspaper delivered to him a day early, so he knew all the future news. And he was getting this intervention, and it was his uh, job to find something and, like, you know, save something terrible from happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I watched, like, maybe three episodes of it. Doesn't
0: sound that great.
1: Yeah, well, it aired for four seasons, but I don't think it really was. But this time around, they're doing it again. I'm not sure if it's going to be involved in the paper or if it's going to be like a deliver of the, like the, the day's news on Twitter or something like that early. <clears throat> but it should be interesting to see if anybody will care about the new early edition, which apparently is coming back to a TV near you soon. And Big J. And we
0: have got a fantastic pair of tickets for you. Our free egg show is happening on the 21st of this month. At the knitting factory, so so week and a half or week and six days or whatever. Uh, It's real close. Either way, uh, Dead Sare is going to be here. It's a show you don't want to forget. We got Silent Theory opening, uh, Ghost Box, and then Crush the Monster.
1: I was also told that that show is officially on President's Day, so it's like our forefathers would have attended Big J. Us rocking for free then. Yeah. Day. So celebrate President stay with us. With these tickets, they are free, but they are yours if you can beat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. Are you ready, Big J? Yep. Then that's all I can ask for. To the phones we go. Hello, The X. How are you doing, man? What's your name? Kyle. All right, Kyle, you're up first. We all know it's a National Pizza Day. What is the most popular pizza topping in America by a long shot? Not including cheese pepperoni pepperoni right is correct Be- sausage. Be- pepperoni second big J speaking of pizza what town is home to America's highest grossing pizzeria I will give you choices okay San Francisco California Anchorage Alaska or Key West Florida and what was the main question <laughs> what town is home to America's highest grossing pizzeria I mean the pizzeria that takes in the most money every year uh, you know, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go to Anchorage. Right. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> it's the only thing they have to eat there. Back to you, Kyle. What offbeat pizza topping is Connecticut famous for? Is it mayo, hot dogs, or clams on their pizza? Clams. That is correct. Right. Now look at us, big a J of guessers. This actress played the new breed of Terminator in the latest movie called Dark Fate. Oh man. But- I know you saw it. Yep, I saw it, uh, but I
0: do not remember her name. So uh, let's go with uh, Clarissa.
1: Wrong. Just like one name like Zendaya? Clarissa Valentini. Uh, No, that is incorrect. Congratulations, Kyle. You got yourself some Dead Sarah tickets. Please hang on one second, and we will give Mackenzie Davis her justified credit for actually being the Terminator in the new Dark Fate movie. Morning after Sorry, with Nick and Big J. There's your pop culture smackdown. Some headlines are next on the x Rocks. <coughs> All right, let's do some headlines, Big J. They're brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need yourself a car loan do-over, check out the big blue eye pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Everything you need to get started to get into a newer used car of your choice over at Team Mazda is right there at GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Nice job, detective. Get it on and get it on again. nice job detectives some people are very good citizen detectives and Megan Lee of Savannah Georgia is one of them she found an urn while she was looking for new items at her thrift shop back in October and then she opened it up and turned out that there were ashes inside the ashes belonged to a woman who passed away in 2019 Lee's husband wanted to throw them away because you know it's weird to buy somebody at a thrift store But Megan was determined to get the ashes to a family member of the woman, thinking that somebody donated it on accident. So she took to Facebook, asked people on various community pages about the woman. She also messaged people with the same last name, eventually finding the woman's grandson, and then found out that the deceased woman had a son living nearby. Both relatives at first corresponded with her, and then just stopped answering her messages. So clearly they knew that they donated their grandmother or mom to the thrift store, which is even real more troubling, but... The ashes now are in the back of her van, but she says she hopes to return them and she will continue to look for family members, you know, maybe people that are actually interested in retrieving this particular woman. Uh, Don't they check the inside of that stuff? And if that's the case, why would it end up on the shelves of a thrift store, right? Yeah, no, they don't check stuff. They don't? I don't think so. Huh? They don't open up to see if there's something on the inside? I don't know. Maybe. I would think it would be illegal to, to sell that, but I don't know. Is it legal to sell, like, ashes? I don't
0: know. I Is don't think a it possession? routinely comes up.
1: No, I can't imagine it does, but all of that seems creepy. And also, what a bunch of jerks that don't want well, the ashes. Well, maybe she was a real piece of work. It could be, but still doesn't mean, you know, a thrift store. Do something with it. Get it on or get it on again. Get it on. Are animals turned on by the same things humans are, Big J? I You're hope, the expert. Why am I the expert? What the hell? Well, uh, they're hoping they are because the... Answer's the yes. the monk- Thank you. Uh, that's what the Monkey Forest in Stafford, England is hoping because they have hired a Marvin Gaye impersonator to sing Let's Get It On and Sexual Healing inside the habitat to hopefully help the monkeys feel all romantic and stuff and want to have little monkeys, you understand?
0: Yeah, you, they want help there, why don't you put up some monkey hub?
1: <laughs> Is that a real website? No. And why do you know about it? It's not we right. thought it could be a you creative... Call me the way- expert! <laughs> we thought it could be a creative way to encourage our females to show a little effective to males that have not been so lucky in love, and so far it's not working, but they're going to give it a couple weeks and see if the Marvin Gaye stuff, you know, will actually get people going. Man. Nothing
0: worse than a down on your luck... Uh, luck virgin monkey
1: yeah it's pretty sad so hopefully the Marvin Gaye stuff works I'm not sure it will though uh, I'm not sure the monkeys need the actual romantic music to help with the monkey love making but I suppose it's worth a try right I wonder if they can relate to 80s John Cusack movies what if it backfires and just starts working on the zookeepers next thing you know it's a real scene that seems awkward Wrap it up with get it on again. Study authors say that the modern dating scene is continuing to evolve with casual hookups becoming increasingly more popular. Uh, in a survey, the team asked participants about their dates, including who initiated in the first place and then who picked up the tab, and they found out that if it's the girl that makes the first move, usually the date ends up going pretty well from a sexual standpoint. But if dudes don't, it's not that great. About 63 to 56 percentile of... Things going Less. well if you make the first move on the hookup. So, Quite the range. Uh, it is a very. It, by the way, uh, when women start, it's eighty-nine <coughs> percent. So there's a forty percent difference. You gotta really mess that up, man, in success rates if uh, if if you try to make the first move. So good luck, everybody. You might need it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. You're up to date on lots of stuff. Right now on 100.3, the X rocks. Yeah,
0: and uh, we've got a great prize package here together, uh, put together for you from uh, Friends of the Idaho Lottery. A $30 prize pack of scratchers uh, that you can go through, uh, uh, three different versions of those, and uh, you maybe win some big money from those. We'll also set you up with tickets to Shine Down, which is happening April 2nd. Some general admission tickets here. Uh, also pretty reckless opening And Diamante So not a bad price yeah,
1: Get you right on the floor for that show 208 1003 If you want to play the dating game Big Jay is going to read you an event that happened On a particular date Follow it up with three statements That happened before or after the original date That he gave you You got to get two out of three right In order to claim the prize Let's go to the phones and get ourselves a contestant Good morning, The X Hey guys What's up man, what's your name? Hey, it's Wayne. All right, Wayne. You're up first.
0: Good luck. This event on uh, on this day in uh, 1994, comic book icon Jack Kirby passes away. Okay? So, uh, okay. Wayne, all of these events will happen either before or after February 9th, 1994. First up, did DC Comics print their iconic Death of Superman storyline before or after 1994? Uh, after. After. How it correct before? They killed off Superman in 92 and brought him back the next year. All right, Wayne. Keep him down. You got to get these (laughs) next two right,
1: Wayne. Good luck.
0: Despite straight-up creating characters like Captain America, the Hulk, Thor, the Avengers, Black Panther, and the X-Men, Stan Lee was the only man mentioned and featured in the films where these properties became big-budget blockbusters. Did the Kirby family sue Stan Lee and Marvel Studios for proper credit before... Or after
1: 1994.
0: Um, I'm gonna go with after. That's right. Bam! Good job. Yeah, they uh, they filed the lawsuit in 2009. Stanley Marvel paid a bunch of money. Yeah, of course. I love Stanley, but he did Kirby raw on that deal. All right, this is all for all the marbles, Wayne. Good luck. Kirby was most famous for helping to create the character of Captain America. Was Cap himself, Chris Evans, born before or after 1994?
1: before. Right. Bam! That's correct. You got 81. it. Good job. Man,
0: you guys are going to love the Shinedown tickets.
1: Hang on one second, Wayne. We'll hook you up with the Shinedown tickets. We'll also give you that love package courtesy of the Idaho Lottery and maybe win you some serious money in the process of it as well. We're not done giving away some stuff. Some bad impressions are next on the x Rocks.
0: the x and we got tickets to our free X show with dead sarah happening on the 21st of this month at the knitting factory silent theory ghost box and crush a monster opening up so we'll get you these tickets if you can figure out bad impressions
1: here's our phone number 208 287 1003 that's a number you need to call if you'd like to play a little game called bad impressions which works like this big j's got three clues they all revolve around somebody pretty famous Figure out whom that famous person is, and you got a concert you're going to in a couple weeks. Hello, The X. Good day, gentlemen. How you been today? We're hanging in there, man. How are you? I am having a fantastic Wednesday waiting for it. All right, well, we'll see if we can make it a little bit better. Big J, here's your, your bad impressions. Good luck. Do I
0: amuse you? Am I a clown?
1: Oh, okay. Yes, you do amuse me all the time, Big J. All, all right, great. Guys. Thanks.
0: What you need, Leo gets. Get it? I'm Leo gets
1: wow i don't know that one all right yep
0: i never made it to sixth grade kid and it doesn't look like you're gonna either
1: <laughs> um oh I'm just it's from *Lethal weapon i'm gonna go oh my god what is his name yeah joe Leo Getz. yes joe becci good job man joe you pulled it out hang on one second we'll get you those dead sarah tickets what was the third one from uh, Home Alone. It was from Home Alone. Yeah, Man, I come forgot on. that line. I'm sorry. I you idiot. I forgot. Why is
0: Joe Pesci in the news? Today's Joe Pesci's birthday. Happy birthday! He's still around, kicking. How old is he? Just barely. Uh he's 79 years old. Happy birthday, Joe Pesci. He
1: can't be coming back for the Lethal Weapon reboot, right? I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I've seen him lately. He doesn't look like he could. But you never know. I mean, Irishman was the last one he was in, right? I guess if you say so. You never. Oh, that's right. You never saw. Uh, he's in it, but I mean, it's hard to tell if that's like the real him or if they aged him up a little bit. I think no, it might I be the real him. No, I think it's the though. real him.
0: I, mean, I think he's, like I said, I think he's barely there, man.
1: Well, I wish him a happy birthday nonetheless. Lots of joy from uh, the world of Joe Pesci, that's for sure. Happy birthday, Joe. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the x Rocks. Guys, <laughs> Black Veil Brides, Crimson Skies, wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J on this Wednesday. Thanks for hanging out with us on this ninth day of February. Very food-centric show today, Big J. Not done. Pizza came up a whole bunch over the course of the show, even on Pop Culture Smackdown, even on We're Going to Hell today. We even talked about Skyline Chili and how gross that is. And we even had a chance to give away those love packages courtesy of the Idaho Lottery, which is always nice. Another chance with the dating game tomorrow at 9.15. Wolfgang Van Halen is going to join us on the show tomorrow in the 7 o'clock hour. Tune in for that. And that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, I understand that tomatoes is considered a fruit. Well, it's not considered. It is a fruit.
0: Okay, it is a fruit. But no one thinks of it as a fruit, especially on pizza. Uh, I think oh, what, what are you? So earlier this? today we were talking about pizza I'm like fruit doesn't belong on pizza Right because you hate pineapple I And hate so it. I got a couple people throw tomatoes as fruit Yeah no duh Well yeah I mean I, technically they're right But no one thinks of tomatoes as fruit uh, No one Well I mean it, but it is a fruit It is a fruit but when you say fruit You don't think tomato No no of course not that's not your yeah. first go to yeah, But no, nobody thinks of tomato as a fruit but Even though it is in the fruit category, that's fine.
1: That's fine. No one thinks of it that way, but it, especially not on a pizza. And it rarely, it's usually sauce, which is usually concocted with all sorts of other stuff besides just tomatoes. But tomatoes are a fruit, Big Jay. You cannot deny that fact. No, I, I, I don't deny that at all. But no one thinks of it. But because as you don't think of it as a fruit, that doesn't mean. Does that? What are you trying to argue? That it does belong on pizza because nobody thinks of it as a fruit? No, 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 no. I'm just saying, don't tell me
0: it's a fruit when nobody thinks of it as a fruit. Well, but it is a fruit. It is a fruit, but nobody thinks of it as a fruit. But why does that matter? Because it does.
1: <laughs> it's still a fruit. It's mislabeled. Uh, well, hang on now. Now you're now now you're into is the tomato a fruit a vegetable argument, and you're no, not going to win. It it's clearly a fruit, right. but no one thinks of it that way. Now I, now that's all I'm going to think about because you brought it up. I won. No, now now tomatoes are forever a fruit to me. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That'll do it for us. Jason Drew swinging in here next on the X-Rocks. The Morning After podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.